From Argus Media, this is Driving Discussions, a podcast series with a focus geared towards forces impacting North American road fuels. Greetings and salutations once again. I'm Argus's U.S. Gulf Coast Blend Stocks reporter, Jason Mitko. And on this edition of the series, we're catching up with our senior editor of U.S. Products, David Reisard, who has a couple of updates, refinery turnaround season in the Midcon, and also has some developments in one part of the world that some might consider to be unexpected. Going to dive into a couple of updates first. Let's begin this with turnaround season as it's pretty much come to a conclusion at this point, right? Yeah, you've had a lot of it come to a conclusion, but it's interesting because we still have some stuff kind of floating around out there. Now, we think that um, we've got a fluid catalytic cracker in the Port Arthur, Beaumont area that should be wrapping up mid-November. Um, may not sound super exciting to most people out there, but the fluid catalytic cracker unit is really critical for pushing out extra amounts of gasoline and diesel. Think of it as sort of almost like a secondary crude unit for those who aren't refinery nerds like myself. Um, so that's interesting because we'll see an inflow of uh, gasoline and diesel into the markets. And the other one that we've got our eye on, we have for a very long time, which I know is near and dear to your heart, is the Galveston Bay reformer unit there in Texas City. It's still not back. But again, we're being told maybe mid-November. Now, that's crucial because reformers create reformate we need reformate not so much in the winter but we definitely need it in the summer some people might be interested in buying it and holding on to it despite um the market structure but that's one thing that could be happening um so those are kind of the refinery turnaround stuff and then of course we'll see another slew of refinery turnaround start up in uh, kind of january february so people tend to do them either in the fall or the winter time he is our senior editor of U.S. Products, Dave Reiser. Dave, I know you read my commentaries on a daily basis because they're so exquisite. I want to focus in on a couple of things regarding just blend stocks real quick and overall gasoline prices, especially in the Gulf. Well below $3. I saw a station here in Houston the other day that was wanting $265, $270. We've got a pretty big glut here, Dave. Can we just talk a little bit more about what's leading to these lower prices? Well, you've got, um, don't forget that, you know, about 95% of your price is being determined up in New York City on the uh, the NYMEX exchange, right? So that fluctuates with crude in particular. But the other thing here is we're not in a high demand season right now, right? So it's fall. Um, we had a huge cold snap come through across the country back in uh, around Halloween time. That's going to only get worse for the northern sections of the country. So they're going to see a decrease in demand. Who wants to go out driving when the roads are icing over, right? Yeah. And along with that, it's also cheaper to make the gasoline in the wintertime, right? So that makes a big difference. It's cheaper to produce. Prices come off. Demand's also sliding. And you kind of get into this annual seasonal shift where, call it a little bit of a, a holiday gift, that we get to see cheaper gasoline prices and diesel prices this time of year. 
has nothing to do with election time, especially into next year, but we'll touch on that probably 360 some odd days from now. Update. Yeah, not even the president of the United States can really control gasoline. Yeah. Prices, and so. I think that's one thing that most average folks who just look at the price of the pump miss is that there are only so many levels, a levers that can be pulled here. Right. Yeah, the, there is really, I mean, you can, um, you can, change the specifications that tends to make gasoline cheaper or you could change them another way and make them more expensive and you can you know to a certain extent release crude out of the uh, strategic reserves into the market but that's really sort of a short-term fix last time we were talking dave we mentioned a lot of goings on with the midcon particular the denver area and then as you so aptly called them the flyover states or the lesser states i think yeah i can i can call them that because i was born outside chicago it's status quo people aren't sure what's going on we're gonna still see reformulated gasoline come into the denver market for sure how that market get supplied well you know they have a local refiner there and there's some other there's sort of regional that will send material over but that's definitely coming reformulated gasoline for denver the other issue is the ethanol blend levels across the mid-continents we've got a group of around eight states that are really in favor of putting more ethanol into the gasoline and the rest of them stretching you know kind of Oklahoma all the way up to the Canadian border and then over to Ohio. Um, inside there, the rest of the states aren't that interested in it. And I think we have people in the market that are starting to think, well, if not everyone's on board, we're not going to be able to pull this off. Because if you think about it, you have to have twice as many tanks maybe, right? Or the pipelines and terminals are going to have to have segregated material so some people are saying that they think this is going to get delayed just based on logistics and we've got other people who are also saying it might get delayed based on some legal maneuverings that have taken place and then some other people are saying it might get delayed because of the politics involved because as you mentioned earlier not even the president of the United States can control the price of gasoline, but if you change the specifications, you run the risk of potentially increasing the price of the pump. And if you're running for office, no one wants to be known as the guy who radically did something that raised the price of gasoline. So there's a lot of people that are starting to waffle on whether or not this will happen. Um, our plan here at Argus is we're going to be prepared either way. We'll be prepared and have the potential for issuing out assessments and clarity into these markets probably by the end of January, maybe sooner. So, you know, we'll just have to kind of keep an eye on this one. A couple more moments here with our senior editor of U.S. Products, Dave Reisard. All right, when you told me this earlier, I guess this was a bit of a slurve pitch. I understand we have quite the strange thing and involves something down south, like way down south, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Way down south, as far south in North America as you can go. We, um, the West Coast, right? So the West Coast of the United States is traditionally not been much of an exporter of material. 
but we've actually seen it, you know, and that's changed a little bit over the years as you're seeing uh, demand slide in along the West Coast where they're particularly fond of electric vehicles. Now, but they've had a big boost in their exports recently, and the cause of that is the Panama Canal. Panama Canal, due to weather issues, has, has been um, suffering as far as being able to, uh, you know, they got to pump water out of a out of a reservoir there to make that make the locks go up and down for the boats to move from the Atlantic to the Pacific, and drought has really impacted their ability to pull that off on the, their usual um, regularity. So it's put an increase on demand for West Coast produced material to come down and feed the Pacific side of Latin America. So there you have it. Of, of all things, Panama Canal is uh, impacting the movement of products as, as it can. And it's boosting some um, West Coast exports. Sure, we didn't have that on the bingo card when we started the session, but there it is. Not quite murder hornets, but still unexpected. <laughs> murder hornets. Whatever happened to that, by the way? I, I don't know. Dave, as always, we appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for doing this. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, and we'll talk to you in the merry month of December, okay? Great, thanks. Always appreciate the thoughts of Mr. Reissard, and we look forward to chatting again during the merry month of December. For now, we put a bow on this edition of Driving Discussions, a production of Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. This reminder to check out the previous episodes in our series, and for more information on Argus's U.S. products coverage, make sure you visit argusmedia.com forward slash U.S. dash products.